Hello, everybody. Welcome to tonight's edition of From the Boardroom to the Locker Room. And time to get our attention away from the Rugby World Cup before we preview that in tomorrow night's show. After our conversation with Andy Capistano earlier in the week discussing the quarterfinals and looking forward to the semifinals. Tonight, our attention turns to the Cricket World Cup currently on in India. And if we're going to talk to somebody who knows all about it, we've got somebody on the show this evening who played in the first one that South Africa were back in, has either been at or watched every single one since then. Omar Henry, welcome back to the show. Nice to chat to you again. Thank you, Louis. Nice to be chatting to you as well. Chaos, pandemonium as usual by South African supporters. Oh dear, we lost to the Netherlands. Our World Cup is over. How wrong is that? Well, I hope it's wrong. Um, you know, the disappointment for me is that, you know, you, you run into a brick wall once. You can't run into it twice. Same brick, same wall. You know, it, it doesn't go down with me very well. And it's an association. It's, it's a minnow. Um, on top of that, we're not playing bad cricket. Believe me, we are playing very good cricket. How we got to that, it still baffles me, you know. But having said that, we still have a chance to qualify. It's going to be tough because the remaining fixtures is Asian countries and countries that place ODIs sometimes better than us, if not so, as good as us. So I have to play devil's advocate here because I can't always agree with you, although I do, but I can't always agree with you. You talk about the brick wall. So the brick wall uh, had 20 blocks in it. This time it had a start of 50, but then only 43. So that clearly helped the Netherlands in terms of the limitation of the overs. However, if we look at the situation like this, so let's just say we did lose to Australia, but we beat the Netherlands. People would be going, okay, we lost to Australia. We've now beaten the Netherlands. We're back on track. Yes, that's why I say I, I don't mind losing a game, you know, in the league system. My, my, my thing is we lost to them in the World Cup T20, right? Yeah. And a lot went wrong during that game. There's similarities here. In a 50-over game. To give you an example, the scores were almost identical in the same amount of overs. We had them seven down at 140-odd. Seven down. They got 245. We were seven down. The wrong guy went out. And that was poor cricket. His shot selection was terrible. And he's possibly the most senior batter in that team. David Miller, if he stays until the 50th over, we would have won it before the 50th over. If so, anyone can score 100 in 20 overs or 17 overs, he was going to contribute the biggest. That total. Okay, let's, let's just talk about the kind of pressure, because you've been there, done it, got the T-shirt, and in fact, you gave me one of your shirts. Um when you're in that cauldron of a World Cup, let's go back to 1992 because we can speak about that having both been there and experienced it. Magnificent victory over Australia. Absolutely unbelievable. Even with an umpire completely against us, the decisions that went against us, 
We got on an aeroplane, we flew to Auckland, and New Zealand absolutely hammered us. Sri Lanka, due to poor team selection and one or two other issues, gave us the hiding of our lives. And we found ourselves one win, two down in a tournament that we ended up in the semi-final and should have got to the final and perhaps were the best team there at the time. So it's the pressure. What is it like? Explain to us what it's like for these some young guys and a lot of experienced guys, but it doesn't matter how experienced you are. Pressure is something that cannot be explained to the average South African fan. Look, pressure is possibly your biggest enemy. If you've played the game for long enough, we all have to learn how to manage pressure. All right? The difference, let me put it into perspective. The 92 team was possibly 99% new. Only Kepler played international cricket. The rest of us didn't. I played for Scotland, but that was um, here and there. Scotland got a, a game against Australia or Pakistan or India, right? Kepler was the only one. However, most of that senior core played possibly more than 100 first-class games at the time already. And some of them played county cricket. So there was experience. We had our issues on and off the field. We dealt with them. The moment we went over, across that line, we addressed them and we tried to play better and better and better and better. And that's how we got there. So this league is exactly the same as in 92, this format, the way they're playing this year. No different. Yeah. My point is, when you come against the minnow, and especially the one that has beaten you in the T20, you have to rectify that. You're good enough. So besides the, the poor shot selection from David Miller, and unfortunately not just his own shot selection, I mean, Rusty funded distant this reverse sweep, any, I mean, I just don't get it. Besides those poor shot selections and obviously the fact that we let them get away from us, our death ball bowling wasn't there. What other areas did you look at at the end of the game and go, okay, we really were bad or we faltered at this particular juncture and the other ones? Because we see the obvious. You see far more than the obvious. Number one, the distinction between Netherlands and us, there were passion, there were energy, there was self-belief, there were determination. From our side, I think one can debate the fine line between confidence and arrogance. We can walk over them. It's a 50-over game. That score of 245, we can get them. Those guys... When they were fielding, they were throwing everything behind that ball. When they bowled it, they were determination. They were focused. They wanted to win the game. And they played towards that. We didn't show that. We knew that we only had six batters. We knew. Janssen is in his first World Cup as an all-rounder. And so is Kutsia as a they bowling all-rounders, not batting all-rounders, right? So when wickets fall around you and you are the last batter, the first thing you say, guys, let's create a partnership. 
I'm batting through until the 50th over. Everyone coming in from here onwards in has got to make the play and set it up so that the deeper we take the game and I'm still here, you back yourself with David Miller at the crease at seven and over the last five overs. Easy. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to be a genius to work these things out. So where's the fault then? The the coach, the captain, the senior members of the team? Why did Sen- somebody not players. say, whoa? Se- senior players. And sometimes the coach, the captain takes it for granted that the guy at the crease, the senior guy at the crease knows what to do. Right? Yeah. You see the Netherlands. Pieces of paper go onto the field on a regular basis. Now, maybe our senior players don't want that. However, if they look in the mirror, they might need it. 100%. No, there I fully agree with you. The fact, I think, that the Netherlands were not expected to win. So whatever the result was, if they got beaten by 150 runs or by nine wickets, that's what the world expected. And the fact that they had a guy like Rulof Anamava, who's played a lot of cricket in South Africa and has played against all of these guys, and perhaps if selections were different in South Africa, he might have been wearing the green and gold and not the orange of the Dutch. Maybe he also had it sort of like, I want to prove to these blokes, you know, um, that they let me go and where I am right now. Well, look, you just had to look when he came onto the scene in domestic cricket. Mm. He plays with his heart on his sleeve. He gives it everything. He has definitely improved as a cricketer. There's no doubt about it. He, he doesn't give you anything for nothing. He makes you work where there's whether he bats or whether he bowls, whether he fields, he is in the game all the time. Now, that is a guy that you can go to war with, right? Mm-hmm. Who in our team can you single out that is a replica? Of not who? anymore. Not anymore. Perhaps perhaps he might not be an all-rounder, but the likes of Heinrich Nokia, who's obviously not there, uh, might be that warrior that you'll take to war with you. But I just, I think, um, and I've said this before, and you're very welcome, as I'm sure you will, if you want to, tell me I'm talking nonsense. But I just feel, and I'm not just talking about the game against the Netherlands, I just feel this, we'll play for South Africa, and then we get rested, and we play IPL, and we play Caribbean League, and then we come back, and then Cricket South Africa say, oh, we're going to rest Rabada, and we're going to rest this one, and we're going to rest that one. There is, you guys, okay, um, I know you didn't play international cricket for South Africa until the 92 Cricket World Cup, but there's no ways you and Peter Kirsten and Hansi and, and Merrick Pringle and those guys would say, oh, rest me for a few games. Not a chance in hell would you have said that. Well, it's my job. Of course. You know, um, I have to be sick. I have to be injured or you drop me. Yeah. And even you then know? you're kicking some... and screaming. Well, I'll, I'll ask some questions, which I normally did. But the point, you see, the thing is about the modern game today, all right? Mm-hmm. I haven't got a problem if you rest a player. I haven't got a problem with that. If I was convener of selectors, I would, I would take that methodology 
would agree with that. The reason why I would agree with that is one, that if I sit with a reserve pace bowler on the bench, right? Yeah. And there's a gap that is a little bit too big between him and the current bowlers in the team, then I would like to, we can measure him easy narrowing that gap and get closer to the other bowlers so that we can have a group of bowlers that basically gives you a selection headache. I would rather be in that situation than having a bench bowler that there's a gap and you're not sure. So bilateral series, you just got to be smarter and you say, right, um, today I'm going to pick the bench bowler. And the reason is he needs to get game time. He needs to be tested. And this is how we're going to play. This is how we're going to use him, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The same with the batting. You need depth. And your depth, your bench needs to be very close to those who are playing. That gap is too big. Yeah. Then you're going to struggle. So you talk about resting players. I talk Mm -hmm. about squad rotation. And there's a big difference, isn't there? All right. Whichever way you're going to call it, right? A lot of people will reason it differently, whatever the case is, or use different um, words for it, blah, blah, blah. My point is, when you rotate your squad, my thing is, ultimately, I want my depth almost in every department, batting and bowling, my all-rounders. I want that group to be very close in terms of performance so that whenever somebody woke up in the morning and he was selected and he's sick, he can't play, then it's not the train smash to bring the band's bowler in or the band's batter in because you've addressed those kind of stuff. This is our problem. That is our problem. We go, that was our best team against many teams, even full member sides. That will be our best team playing, played against the Netherlands. Now that shows you how vulnerable we are. Yeah, because my point about the squad rotation and the resting of players is, for me, squad rotation, you still have them in a series. You don't leave them out of an entire series. You want to play them one game, rest them a game, play them another game, but don't leave them out completely and take a different six or seven players into a squad and then leave out All right. the like. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? I understand, understand. But you must also understand that South Africa, South Africa right now, whether you agree with me or disagree with me, our depth is not what it was in the past. We're struggling. I fully agree. We're struggling. So that is another issue for another day, another topic for another day after this World Cup. If some of these senior players, Quinton has already said he's retired, right? Yeah. It could be another three telling us they're not going to play for South Africa anymore, right? And they're going to go and play franchise cricket all over. You can't blame them. That is their bread and butter. Totally. Who is going to replace them? And will they be able to give us that same value, right? made the same impact as those kind of players. I'm not sure. I fully agree with you, Omar. I fully agree with you. And I do worry 
about the fact that those senior players that you haven't mentioned, that I'll mention, the likes of the captain necessarily into his early to mid-30s already, the likes of Aidan Markram, David Miller, um, we already mentioned Quinton de Kock's going to leave. And now all of a sudden you look at the domestic scene and you think, well, hold on a second, it's Dean Elgar that's scoring all the runs locally. Uh, and we've left uh, the young kid at home. We've got Tristan Stubbs, hopefully, who's going to come up through the ranks, possibly. But let's, we've knocked it, we've knocked the game, we've knocked one result, and we obviously have every right to. But the first two games, it looked like a different side, where they're awake until five o'clock in the morning watching the Springboks and celebrating with them when they played the Netherlands. Or, you know, let's look at the good, because in those first two matches, although I still say that our bowling let games could have let games slip, which in this particular case against the Netherlands it actually happened. Um, but when we get it right, we get it very right. Look, to come back to my disappointment, the 11 of Netherlands versus our 11, almost half of our team has played more games in India than any other Netherlands player. That's a fact. Yeah. It's a neutral ground for both of us. Netherlands played better on those conditions and beat us. That's it. Full stop. My point yeah. now is, if we have to get, this could be a scenario. Our last game before the knockouts is Afghanistan. It's an Asian country. We still got to play Pakistan. We still got to play India. And we still got to play Bangladesh. Those conditions are not foreign to them. So if we play good cricket until the game before Netherlands, then the message is clear. Go and beat Netherlands because from here onwards in, we are going to be challenged. You haven't mentioned England on Saturday, which is another yeah, well, team that have got their backs against the wall, I know. But my point, my focus is, first and foremost, is the Asian countries. They understand that conditions, right? They know how to play. You saw what Afghanistan did to England. Right? So it can happen to us. They know the conditions. It's too late now to start practicing how to play against spin in India. I mean, like as you say, 80% of that team have played in India. And they keep talking about how well-funded Disson plays spin and how well Markram plays spin. And, but clearly not. And, and I guess the more the pitches are played on, the later into the tournament we get, the spinners are going to get even more to the fore. Look, there's six batters. Five of them got out, possibly two or three bad shot selection. My thing is, when I am the last batter in, right? Man, your strategy is, I'm batting here until the game is finished. So I bat as deep as I can. Whoever comes in, you make the play, and we chat. How are we going to manage the next 23 or 25 overs? to get the rest of the runs, which was 100 and odd, right? Or 100 it was. Yeah. Now, at that time, it was about five and over. Now, I don't know. I mean, five and over, you know, you get a boundary every two overs, then you're still okay if you take a, a runner ball or take five runs, five singles, and there's one dot ball. You don't have to panic. 
that was the thing that disturbed me the most was the fact that when they got into the situation where they weren't looking for 10 and over, they didn't rotate the strike enough. They didn't need boundaries. They didn't need to. Well, so again, it, that's what I'm saying to you. Sometimes when you see, if you sit and watch and you're part of the team, then you've got to be able to feel it. Hold on. Those two that's batting out there, they, they, they're not on the same wavelength here. They, they, they're somewhere else. So 12 men, just go and send a reminder out. Guys, are we, are we in control? What is the, what you ask the question? Yeah. Where are you? What are you going to do? That's it. You know, and if you don't like it, tough luck. Yeah. And the crazy part for me is that I know that I say this tongue in cheek, uh, ultimately a piece of paper, 2003, whenever it was my brain old now. No, don't, uh, don't, don't, don't go there. Don't go there. No, go but there. a piece of paper in the Netherlands the Yes, I was convinced of selected. <laughs> but that paper, that paper yeah. went out too late. Yes, but the piece of paper where the Netherlands kept going out we were beaten by another piece of paper. <laughs> anyway, Listen, talk. look, I still believe that we're a good enough team to get to the semis, right? But we have to arrive in the right frame of mind with the right self-belief right? Don't underestimate. You can be confident, but there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance. So now confidence is dented. England are coming at us on Saturday and that bearded, redheaded Ben Stokes (laughs) is back. Okay. And he changes games at crickets. Um, And we lose now. I mean, I'm speculating we get beaten now by England. All of a sudden, two wins out of two has turned out to two wins out of four. And the pressure is really on. Well, it will make the World Cup very interesting because all of a sudden, there's two teams that haven't lost a game yet, New Zealand and India. South Africa has to play both of them still, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of permutations. At the end of the day, All I'm saying to you, by losing this game against the Netherlands, South Africa has made it very difficult for them on the remaining games because the other associate member they're going to play against is an Asian country, Afghanistan. So how are you going to deal with them? And that is the last game. Before that, there's still Bangladesh, and then there's India, and then there's Pakistan. Those are key games. Then we talk about England coming, right? Then there's still New Zealand. So it's going to be tough. And they have to be, every game has to be their A game because they've allowed it now. And I guess we can benefit by tomorrow's game if it hopefully gets washed out and Australia and Pakistan (laughs) get a point each. Um, That might help us as well. Or alternatively, if Pakistan go on to win it and Australia (laughs) are basically dead and buried. I mean, I'm looking at permutations. I mean, let's not forget, let me remind you that Pakistan were bowled out for 70-odd against England in 92 and still made it to the final. I mean, if that game hadn't been washed out, how different everybody's life would have been, if you think about it. But that's what I'm saying to you. Yeah, what have you thought of the tournament so far on the whole? Let's forget about South Africa for a while. I like the format, the way you play everybody. That, for me, is a World Cup. You know, no groups. You play everybody, and if you... Get to the knockout stages, you deserve to be there. That's for me, I am very happy with that. There's some very good cricket being played, you know, 
when associates members upset full members, right? That means the growing of the game is going in the right direction. They're getting better, right? And therefore, that is good for cricket globally. The other side of the coin is full members, right? Like South Africa, who's gone with a very good statistical record into this tournament. Very good. We cannot underestimate anyone. Anyone. In the top 10, we've got four batters in the top 10 ranking of ODI cricket. Yeah. So we showed that if we are batting as well as we can, we're going to put up a record total against you. We can do it. And that will allow our bowlers to have the batting of that total because we're missing a key bowler. Norkia is not there. So there's a young bowler bowling there and he's, he's going to need that cushion of big runs to bowl to because he's new and so is Janssen. Absolutely. You just got to make them understand what, what's going on. We'll put you on the next plane to India. Omar, as always, it's absolutely wonderful chatting to you. I love to hear your perspective. You've been there, done it, and got the T-shirt, as I said before. Thank you for joining us on tonight's edition of From the Boardroom to the Locker Room. Thank you. That's tonight's show. As always, be nice to each other. Until next time, bye for now.